You, monster, we've trekked a thousand miles across starless seas, blighted mires, and forests without end, all in seeking you to ask you a question. What are you looking for in an apartment? Would you be a good Cub Scout leader? Can I ride you, or would that be disrespectful? Should I invest in subterranean realty? Do you find it sexy when I T-pose and spin in a circle? Every episode of Finding Monster Right has us asking questions like these, about monsters from folklore, pop culture, and our own world. Join us as we meet alien allies, cryptic comrades, and friendly fiends. After all, it's not just a show about monsters, right? Right. Finding Monster Right. We found you, now you find us. And supposedly I stole some farmers as well, but I have no memory of this. And it was a very long time oh. ago, so who's counting at this point? Yeah. Yeah, well, you're you're not the first guest on The Gorgon Show to admit to doing a crime. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to The Gorgon Show, a podcast about being a monster in a human world. I'm your host, Penny Cephalonia, and I'm a Gorgon. As you well know, listeners, I am never alone. Head snake roll call. Johan, me, me, me. Forbes here. How you doing? Zappa is totally present. Um, is Duncan taking a nap? Donuts! Nope, there he is. Johan and Forbes and Zappa and Duncan are the most vocal of my head snakes, so I always know they're with me. We are your chattiest snakes for sure. But even my quiet snakes, I feel them too. So even when I'm by myself, I'm never alone. I remember us bonding with three-headed guest Cerberus about that. We try to give you your space, but it's kind of hard since we are attached, like literally and figuratively. And I do appreciate that you give me space, Forbes. But I'm also never alone in the broader sense because I'm a Gorgon. And therefore, I'm part of the larger Gorgon family. And it's comforting to know that even though we Gorgons aren't all besties with one another, we are still there for one another. Which is especially rad when some gross humans go on anti-Gorgon tirades like they do sometimes. Exactly. It's always nice to have someone there to help you stare down some hateful assholes. But today's guest, like Cerberus, doesn't have that kind of community support. And, and that made me realize that there are other monsters in humans who are in the same situation. So listeners, if you feel you are alone in the world, know that you are part of the Gorgon Show community. Just like our guest is now one of us, you are too. Consider yourself one of the family. What Johan said, in his very Johan way. Listeners, you are all welcome here, even if you don't have head snakes. And now it's time for a word from this episode's sponsor, who has helped us form this weird little community that I'm so happy you are a part of. Managing money can be hard for monsters and humans, but you don't have to go it alone. The Dragon Money app can help you set fire to your financial woes. Dragon Money has helped millions make budgets, check their credit scores, and manage bill payments. All you have to do to get started is create an account at dragonmoney.com and then bring them some gold to add to their hoard. It doesn't have to be a lot of gold. Even a small ring will do. Dragon Money has many convenient cave locations across the United States for you to bring your gold to. 
You'll be saying goodbye to that gold forever, but you'll be saying hello to controlling your finances with Dragon Money. Sign up and bring a dragon some shinies today to ensure a shiny future for yourself. Listeners, I'm very excited to welcome a cryptid that I've never heard of. This is the Snallygaster. Welcome, Snallygaster. How are you today? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I am fine. Very, very excited to meet you and, and share your story with the world. Um, let's start by, by telling our listeners, are you the Snallygaster? Are there many Snallygasters? Snallygasteri? T- tell us about what it is to be a Snallygaster. Oh, I wish there were more Snallygasters, but I think I'm the only one. See, I was born from a tiny little egg in Germany a long time ago. And I've been looking for other Snallygasters, but uh, I don't seem to find any. So that's why I came here to this country, to the United States, a long time ago, looking for other Snallygasters, because I heard tales of cryptids like your feet's big. And your bogey creek monsters and such. But none of them have what I have. Would you like to hear what I have? I I would love to hear uh, what you have. And, you know, maybe by being on this podcast, we'll find more like you. Let's hope so. So, yeah, tell us us about yourself. I, I would never have guessed what you look like without, well, seeing you. Uh, Mm. Describe yourself to our audience. Yeah, so I'm a Snallygaster, which means I have a very long reptilian kind of neck, like a lizard. I've seen lizards, and they look at me like, ah, you're kind of like me. And uh, I have sort of a lizardy face, but a beak, like a bird. And, uh, but that's not all. There's more, because I have sort of a bird-like body with wings, uh, but then my bottom half is just all tentacles, like an octopus. And again, each of these creatures has seen me and gone, yeah, you're kind of like me. And I go, yeah, I'm kind of like you. But there's no, uh, it's not perfect. So I don't really know where a Snallygaster belongs. Huh. I think you may be your own thing. And that's beautiful. But you are quite the mix of um, different types of animals. It's it's fascinating. But I will say, listeners, it's an odd kind of beauty. But the Snallygaster is quite beautiful in his own way. Uh-huh. Oh, and I'm sorry, I'm assuming your pronouns. What, what are your pronouns? I think it's he, him, but I will accept any. I don't know that a Snallygaster should be particular about such things. I am sort of an amalgam of everything. So, uh, yeah, whatever you prefer, but let's go with he, him for today. Okay, thank you very much. And do, do you have a name other than Snallygaster? I have chosen a name. Would you like to hear it? Oh, absolutely. It is Johan. <gasps> oh, that's a great name. Oh, oh, goodness, the snakes on my head are vibrating. Hold on just a moment. Normally I tell my snakes not to talk during the interview, but... Well, I think I have to make an exception in this case. Oh, Johan is the greatest of names. Oh, I'm so happy to know that I'm not the only Johan in the universe. 
Johan, you're not even close to being the only Johan in the universe, okay? But you know what? Anything to make us feel less alone. It's a wonderful name that you've chosen for yourself. I, I think you should be proud of it. Dankeschön. Yeah, Johan. It is a great name, but uh, I picked it specifically because there's a lot of Johans in Germany. And uh, it just seemed like a good, solid uh, name for a Snallygaster. It's, it's a good name to represent your German heritage. I do agree. I, I named my snake Johan because, well, he likes music and, and I like Bach. And so I named him after Johann Sebastian Bach. Though, honestly, I don't even know if Bach was German. For all I know, Bach could have been Chinese. I have no idea. And actually, Johan doesn't know either. So anyway, back to you, this Johan. Um, what would you like humans and other monsters and cryptids, what would you like them to know about you? There's this weird thing that the farmers do in the place where I live, which is outside of your human capital of D.C. Uh, I live sort of in a place called Maryland, I think it's called. Hmm. Uh, yes, M Maryland. Mar Maryland. Oh, now I'm saying it. Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, there we go. Home of Baltimore. Baltimore in Maryland, uh, there's a weird thing the farmers do where they put up these seven-pointed stars to try to keep me out of their farms. And I don't understand this because I, I understand the message, but I don't know why the stars. You could have just written no thanks on the side of your barn, and that would have done just fine. So I don't know. Oh, that's that's kind of fascinating. So, so you'd like to know why, why the star? I I wonder if it's a bit like um, my human friends will sometimes put a sign on their doors that says "No solicitors" because they don't want anyone to come by their place and you know sell them shit. Um, are you like a door to door? Snallygaster, do you sell stuff? Why would they want to keep you off their farms? Well, it's a long story. But uh, I did mention that I am the only Snallygaster, which for a long time caused me a lot of confusion and pain. And I did drink a lot to sort of deal with this. Um, so I've been known to rabble rouse and steal some farm animals from time to time uh, back in my day. I had sort of a different name back then. Uh, I was the Schnellergeist back in the day. Oh, Gesundheit. Uh, uh, which means, uh, as well, that's what the humans called me anyway, and it means fast ghost. Uh, because huh. I very quickly, uh, while very intoxicated, would steal all of their farm animals. But, uh, I'm happy to report that I, I've started, uh, attending meetings through the window outside, and, uh, I have since become, uh, a, a reformed Snallygaster, if you will. And uh, I no longer steal anything from farmers, so they don't really need the no solicitor sign, I believe you called it. Yeah, or, or the stars that they put off mm. or they put up to, to, to ward you away. Okay, well, you know what? I'm very glad you're reformed because I know us monsters are going to monster. Um, but stealing people's farm animals, that is kind of rude. It is rude, and supposedly I stole some farmers as well, but I have no memory of this. And it was a very long time oh. ago, so who's counting at this point? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're not the first guest on the Gorgon Show to admit to doing a crime. 
now that you're reformed and no longer stealing people's farm animals, what, what's a day in your life look like? Oh, that's a good question. So I've been trying new things lately to get into a healthy mindset and a healthy body. So I like to start my mornings with some yoga, but it's quite difficult because I have octopus limbs. Uh, so I just sort of splay them out and then wiggle a lot. Um, but it feels good to wiggle. So I do continue to wiggle. Um, and then I would like to go to a farmer's market, but I can't go to a farmer's market because the humans are quite put off by my Snallagaster body. So I just like to make mm. one in the forest where I live in Maryland where I put out a bunch of produce and small woodland animals, and then I put little price signs underneath them and then haggle with imaginary farmers uh, for the produce. It's quite fun. That actually oddly sounds quite delightful. I, I would love to come to your farmer's market and, and haggle with imaginary farmers as well. <laughs> that sounds so sweet. Also, my snakes... I can tell they would like to let you know that wiggling is so fun. And that totally counts as yoga. Downward facing octopus? Why not? Why not make that a thing? So now that you've mentioned yoga and, well, possibly eating farmers, um, I'm wondering if you're familiar with friend of the show, the Ozark Howler. Have you ever met them? Oh, no. I don't think so, uh, but I know that Ozarks is a place with a lot of good German people and possibly monsters. So maybe there's a Snallygaster down there that I could go find. Maybe you should visit, and while you're there, go look up our friend the Ozark Howler, and, and maybe you could trade yoga tips. Ooh, how about a YouTube channel? All about monster encrypted exercise. Oh, oh, I need to make time to, to make that happen. I think that's a delightful idea. Would you be interested in that, in sharing your yoga techniques with the world? I think we could call it Fit Bites, since we're uh, quite good at biting things and doing fitness. Uh, I think I've heard of the humans saying Fitbit before and i think fit bites would be better i i think that's perfect okay we'll talk after the show we need to make this happen so what else do you do you know on average each day well i'm overwhelmed with the compulsion to skulk most days uh so i still skulk a lot through the woods just sort of creeping here and creeping there uh it seems that's just sort of hardwired into what it means to be a snallygaster uh, it would seem. And I know that this causes the local farmers quite a lot of confusion and fear, but uh, I don't know what I can do about it, even as a reform snallygaster, because I just got a skulk. You didn't choose the skulk life. The skulk life chose you. Snallygaster got a skulk. I say you be you. And you know what? No offense to my human listeners, but I know plenty of skulking humans, okay? I think if I could Maybe get a tattoo, <clears throat> I would get one that says the skulk life chose me, but I don't know what part of my body would receive a tattoo or what sort of tattoo artist would not be horrified by looking at me long enough to tattoo me. Listeners, if you know of any cryptid and monster tattoo artists, let me know. 
And I'll pass it on to our friend the Snallygaster, because, well, tattoos are kind of cool. <laughs> so you do yoga and you skulk. Um, you've talked a little bit about your interactions with humans. They seem a little, I don't know, scared of you, it sounds like. Do you have any positive interactions with humans? Are there humans who accept you? Because if not, side-eye. Hmm. I once saw through someone's window uh, this movie, I think it's called Booty and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast, yes. It's originally French, but now it's Disney. Oh, I think I know of French. I don't know of Disney. Uh, But maybe Disney would accept me. Because I liked the movie premise uh, of all of the townspeople sort of rallying around this monster. But uh, it hasn't happened to me, so to speak. Um, Once, I did sort of develop a friendship with a human in the woods where I would stand 50 to 100 feet away and then scream at them. And they would run away and they kept coming back. So we played this game many times. But that's about it. Just sort of scream, scatter. Then they would return the next day and I would scream and they would scatter. And that's about it. Well, that that counts as a connection, I suppose. So screaming and skulking. Yeah, humans can be put off by screaming and skulking and being stared at until they turn to stone. I say this from experience. It it doesn't so, help that I sound like a like a train. Um when I when I sort oh. of vocalize uh, because when trains were invented, I thought I found a lot of new snallagasters because I just sort of heard, oh. and I thought, well, that's me. But, uh, no, it was a big, uh, what I came to learn was a train, a big sort of steamy thingy. Yeah, they're, they're very loud. Well, I think your voice is lovely. You sound wonderful on the podcast. Um, are you able to communicate with humans the way you're communicating with me right now? Or when you see them, do you always just honk? Mm. Well, the honking is not an... It's sort of like how you don't run everywhere. I mean, you could. You'd Mm. get there faster, but you usually walk. Yeah, but you'd get there tired. Exactly. Yeah. So the honking is for special occasions uh, or when you really just want to get a message across. So, no, I can communicate pretty normally. Uh, but again, when you're sort of skulking and then saying things like, hey, how's it going? People don't really sort of respond well to that from the little dark woods that they're in. Mm. You know what? May I recommend never offering candy to small humans? I think that would really, really get you in trouble. Humans are, are they're, they're very easily, you know, frightened by what they consider creepers. I will keep that in mind. Which can sometimes be fellow humans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I think if humans got to know you, I mean, I'm already in love with you. I think if humans got to know you, they could absolutely love you. I mean, who doesn't love, you know, an octopus? Or an octopus with a bird's body and a reptile's top parts. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So interactions with humans, not so great. But do you ever like pay attention to the humans around you, have you noticed like like 
Like, I love human inventions. They just come up with the coolest things, like sunglasses that keep me from turning them to stone. I really appreciate those. Um, do you have any human inventions that, that you're a fan of? Oh, yeah. Uh, particularly the TV. I quite enjoy the television. Uh, but of oh, course, same, yeah. I've mentioned this a few times, but I tend to interact with the human world outside of it through windows. Uh, I believe this is called <laughs> peeping. I tend to peep mm. a lot because the humans oh. are quite scared. So I just sort of peep. And through my uh. peeping, I've seen the TV quite a lot. And I, I really like it. Uh, humans are very inventive. And I think it's fascinating that they like to watch pictures of themselves that other people have prepared using narrative for other people. It's very, it's a weird cycle when you really think about it because it's just sort of play acting and then everyone watches it and claps and I don't understand, but I am fascinated by it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? When you think about it and say it out loud, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but gosh darn, it is entertaining. Um, so, okay. You skulk, you scream, and you peep through human windows. You know, I'm I'm starting to see maybe why humans have not embraced you as as much as they have um, other cryptids. For example, um, Bigfoot. Uh, boy, do humans love Bigfoot. I I've never had Bigfoot on the podcast, but I have communicated with some of the Sasquatch community, and oh boy. They just want to be left the fuck alone. Goodness gracious, humans. But oh no, big and fuzzy, humans are all over it. Lizard-bird-octopus hybrid? Oh, humans are scared. Sorry, human listeners, I, I don't mean to put you down, but sometimes your prejudices, well, they irk me. So, okay, so you like television. Do you have any um, favorite shows? I really enjoy CSI Miami in particular. Oh, yeah, there's a guy. So many explosions. So many explosions, and the guy has glasses that he puts over his face, which I believe you said prevent him from being turned to stone. So maybe that's why he does it. But he puts them um, on, and then he says things, hmm. and everyone goes, ha, 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 ha. And I like that. I'm a fan of the CSI series as well, despite the fact that – um. That television show has contributed to many, many misinformed juries. Um, but CSI Miami in particular was very, I believe the humans would say, over the top um, and involved a lot of, speaking of screaming, walking away from explosions in slow motion while someone screams, yeah, humans love that. I, I don't quite know why, but but it is yeah a little enjoyable to watch. I must I must agree. Yeah, the guy has a good name too, Horatio Kane. I think I if I if I had met a Horatio Kane back in Deutschland uh in the 1700s, I might have liked to have been a Horatio Kane. But I am just a Johan. So, I don't know. Yeah, Johan is a wonderful <laughs> name, as is Horatio Kane. Gil Grissom, well that's alliterative. Hmm. You know what? CSI does give good name game, I must say. So what's what's something that baffles you about humans? Applebee's. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. 
that makes sense. I can totally understand Olive Garden, but I really just can't wrap my brain around Applebee's. Okay, so if you could be another monster or another cryptid or what humans consider a supernatural creature, is, is there anything you would want to be? Like, what other monsters and cryptids do you admire? I would love to be a werewolf. And I will tell you why. Oh. Um, yes, please. So a werewolf gets to be a human most of the time, except for one brief time where they get to really go for it. And uh, that go for it time lasts about, you know, a night, a month, which is a good amount of go for it. Whereas I'm just sort of a monster uh, or a cryptid, depending on, uh, well, that's really kind of a human distinction, isn't it? Or Yes, yeah. yes it is. So why am I labeling myself? I should have the pride of a Snallygaster and just be a monster. Uh, but, you know, yeah. a werewolf gets to be a monster just briefly and then go back to work at Applebee's or wherever. And they just go about their lives, except for they do get the emotional cathartic release of being a monster one time a month. And I feel like that's a good ratio. I, I, I totally agree with you. I'm sometimes envious of my werewolf friends that they can just let loose sometimes un until, of course, they wind up in, in jail because they woke up naked and covered in um, human blood. And, and sometimes they get caught. But most of my werewolf friends are very, very careful. So so if you ever do, like, you know, get to be a werewolf, which I wonder if that could happen, if a werewolf bit you, the Snallygaster, would you be a were-Snallygaster wolf? Hmm. Huh. Well, first of all, I'd say thank you, because if anybody bites you, you're supposed to say thank you. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, they cared enough to bite you, which is good. Um, That's a unique perspective. I really like the idea of a wolf with octopus tentacles coming off of it, though. I feel like that would really freak the humans out, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're already, already quite extra. But why not? You've got scales because you're a little bit reptilian. You've got some bird-like qualities. You've got octopus tentacles. Why not add some fangs and fur? Speaking of just going all out, why not? What, be yeah. everything you want to be. Sounds good to me. So if you're a werewolf and you want to give me a big old nip, I guess uh, contact the show and come to Maryland and we can work it out. Oh, I, I, I know some werewolves in, in Maryland, so um, you know what to do, friends. Excellent. A lot of them actually work in Washington, D.C. Don't tell the humans. So what what scares you, Snallygaster, Johan? What, what, what's your worst fear? The Jersey Devil. Oh. Yeah, have you met Hi. the Jersey Devil before on your show? No, I've been trying to get the Jersey Devil on my show. I would love to interview uh, the Jersey Devil. Yeah. Um, but what what is it about the Jer Jersey Devil that scares you? I mean, I'm not one to judge or yuck a yum, but the Jersey Devil's a freaky-looking guy. And when you're a freaky-looking guy that lives in the woods and you're skulking as you do, sometimes at night, and you just see those big red eyes and, you know, the whole Jersey Devil sort of thing. Um, it makes it very, it, well, it, it makes me shit bricks. It's pretty scary out there. Uh, especially yeah. if you're having a yeah. tea late at night, like a sleepy time that you've stolen from a local Trader Joe's. And uh, you just see that guy. 
It's quite bad. Hmm. Oh, have have you ever met um a Mothman? I don't they think have I big want scary to. Scary red eyes too. No, they they they're they're actually quite delightful. Um, when they're not trying to rip the roof off your car, um, but they they also have scary red eyes. If you're scared of of red eyes, so okay. Um, monsters and cryptids with with scary eyes. Yeah, I think that's what scares you. I mean, it's good for a jump scare. Uh, you know, mm. I, I'm sure that the Jersey Devil's a great guy, but, uh, it is very jump scary in the middle of the night. But I think long term, yeah. outside of just a quick scare, I'm definitely scared of being alone. Um, oh. and so far I have been, so we'll see. Well, I know we're not Snallygasters, but you will never be alone you are part of the monster encrypted community and now you're a part of the gorgon show family so i can't possibly understand everything you're going through but i will say that if you ever need a friend to talk to to feel less alone we're here for you Aww. me and all my snakes especially johan <laughs> i have a friend named johan now i'm so excited i will write you a song no no johan we don't we don't write songs for our friends because we love them okay why don't why don't you maybe bite him instead instead oh yes i can do that i have i have snake fangs i can bite we bite because we love that would be awesome and, and then you can say thank you yeah yeah Dankeschön. Well, let's get let, let's get together and we can bite each other okay so what advice would you give to your fellow monsters, your fellow cryptids, and and what advice would you give to human listeners? Hmm. To my fellow monsters, I would say, never stop looking because I'm still looking for whatever you're looking for. Uh, in my case, it's other snallygasters, and you know, no such luck. But maybe you're a Bigfoot that just wants to learn to play the ukulele. That's fine. Look around until you find a ukulele. Or uh, maybe a unicorn that wants to ride the BART in San Francisco. That's fine. Just keep looking. Keep going. Because just because you're a monster doesn't mean you shouldn't achieve things. You could start a podcast. If you want to do a monster <laughs> podcast, you do a monster podcast. Oh, just so you know, there is a Bigfoot in the area uh, around Portland, Oregon, who plays ukulele while riding a unicycle and is friends with a human who plays bagpipes while riding a unicycle. And the humans think we're weird. <laughs> to all the human listeners that may be out there, especially the ones in Maryland, uh, my advice would be to leave your TVs on CSI Miami all night uh, and just sort of leave it. Uh, I know I appreciate it, and uh, maybe other monsters will too. Okay, and humans, if you do leave CSI Miami running all night, maybe don't look out your windows. You you might get a little bit of a scare. Just leave your curtains open a little bit and go about your business and, and maybe make sure you're fully clothed, okay? Nobody needs to see that. All right, Snellgaster, thank you so much. I really, really hope that some of our listeners help you find other Snallygasters, but just know that you're part of our family no matter what. It's so delightful to meet you. And, and now it's time to look into your future with my oh-so-delightful roommate, Sybil. <sighs> Hi, Sybil. This is our guest, Johan. Hi, Penny. 
Johan the Snallygaster. Please, please have a good positive, you know, future prediction-y thing, bullshit that you make up. Please, please keep it positive for our dear friend the Snallygaster, okay? Look, Penny, I can't control what the gods send me. You know that. They just tell me the future. I can't help it if the future is sometimes a little bit flamey. You know, sometimes you could just lie, Sybil. No, Penny, I can't lie about what the gods tell me. That is not okay. Uh, That is like against Oracle Code. Oh, Oracle Code. Okay, there's a code. That's really great to know. Of course there's a code. Well, I'm so glad you have some integrity. So use your integrity to tell us the future, Sybil. Well... All right, so I got a little head start today, listeners, and have been spending my afternoon at Applebee's drinking $2 apple teenies. So that is pretty doing I it's it's doing a pretty good job opening my mind to all these visions. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into the horoscope. So real quick, uh Mr. Snallygaster What sign are you? I usually try to start with the sign of our guest, just to be polite. I think I'm a Pisces. A Pisces. Okay, so uh, the, well, like I said, the Appletinis are already kicked in, so I'm just going to open my mind and start bringing in the vision. So Pisces, Pisces in your future, I see it's kind of like like what humans like to draw the devil, like it's red. And kind of <gasps> the has Jersey Devil and a tail. Uh, and he's sitting on a cloud. And it kind of looks like he has one of those little weird umbrella hats where it's like a, a hat with an umbrella built in. Um, but he's on the cloud, so it's not going to do much against the rain. So I don't know what this means, Pisces. I am sure it's got layers and layers of metaphorical meaning that I am just too drunk to figure out for you. So you're, it's on you, Pisces. Hey, maybe, Snallygaster, you're finally going to meet the Jersey Devil and go party and wear umbrella hats and become friends with the Jersey Devil. I think that's, yes, that's what's going to happen. I've decided. Yeah. Positive thoughts. Probably. It's probably not about, like, the pointlessness of protecting yourself from something that's already gotten you. So Aries. Aries is next. I see a castle on a faraway cliff and a cotton candy ocean so that's pretty taurus oh there's more pink i don't apple teenies are not pink i don't know why everything is pink all of a sudden well there is like just lots and lots of pink liquid flying around like it's a it's a pink tornado almost uh and someone is riding on this like weird pointy thing i don't know it might be like a weird dolphin uh but it's it's like sharp looking so that's that's cool have fun with that taurus huh gemini i see a cute little hut that's got like a straw roof and everything it looks like it's kind of a fairy tale vibe deep in the ocean but the doorway is a mouth so be careful with cute things gemini because they might eat you If they bite you, say thank you. Oh, yeah. Definitely do that, Gemini. Say thank you. And then get eaten. Cancer. Cancer? 
I see there's there's like this weird creature that is standing on the surface of an ocean. And it looks kind of like a hammerhead shark with legs that can walk on water, and it's water bending. So there's lots of weird patterns from the water. It's, I don't know, Cancer, maybe you'll have weird water powers. Maybe you'll be a new ocean cryptid that we've never heard of. That, that makes sense. Next up is Leo. I see some kind of plant creature that is just kind of sitting. It's really big. Like, it looks like it's the size of a skyscraper and it's made of vines. And it's just kind of chilling, sitting on some kind of building, kicking back, putting its feet up. Looks very comfortable. So, Leo, if you are some kind of plant creature, you're going to have a really relaxing day sitting on human dwellings. If you are not, then you might want to, you know, Set aside from some money for like roof repairs or something because I feel like it doesn't bode well for your house. Next up is Virgo. Virgo, I am seeing it looks like a pile of rocks with a horse passed out on it. So Virgo, if you're a horse or horse-like creature, um, you're gonna have a nice nap. For anyone else, I don't know. <laughs> horse. Had too many apple teenies, apparently. Yeah, probably. Uh, don't feed apple teenies to a horse. It's just rude. No, don't do it. Give them to me. It'll be fine. Libra. Libra, I see uh, there's kind of like a city sticking out from the side of a mountain that looks like it's just about to topple off a cliff into the ocean, but it's not. Just looks like it might. And there's someone watching the city from afar. I think that's you, Libra. And it kind of looks like you're flashing someone, just like you have a coat open. Uh, but people in the city are way too far to see you. So maybe you're just doing this for your own cathartic entertainment. So good, good on you, Libra. Have fun. Yeah, flash yourself, Libra. Why not? Yeah. Scorpio. Scorpio, I see some people riding two-legged camels into a pink desert. There's more pink. Why is there so much pink from Apple Teenies? That's such a weird theme. That's 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 where this confuses you, the pink, not this crazy camel thing. What the fuck, Sybil? I don't know what to tell you. I just see what I see. It's the gods that you really need to be taking it up with. Mm -hmm. Next up is Sagittarius. Sagittarius, I see a couple of probably humans. They could be, I don't know, vampires or something, but they're pretty, pretty close to humanoid. Uh... And they're really stylishly dressed, and they kind of look like they're, I don't know, in a mafia movie or something. They have that, like, really sharp suit and fedora look from, like, an old-school mob movie. Um, just good-looking people that you may meet, Sagittarius. Hopefully they don't, like, you don't end up sleeping with the fishes or something. Next up is Capricorn. I see two children walking toward me and behind them and they're not even flinching there is like a planet size explosion so these kids are badass capricorn i don't know if that's you if it's you you're a badass all right just pass okay. that along. these kids are like horatio kane on csi yeah. miami okay exactly yeah uh so next up is gab's grappless uh gab's grappless i see uh it looks kind of like a really blurry Carmen Sandiego. Like, you know, the, the red hat 
and the coat, the whole look. It's a really cute outfit. Um, but she's moving too fast. I can't really get a great look at her, so I don't know if it is actually Carmen Sandiego. But then not knowing where she is is pretty much her thing, right? So Gab's Grappless, I am guessing that if this is you, uh, you're going to successfully evade whoever you're trying to evade. Good luck. Oh, so commit crimes. Commit crimes now. Yeah. Yeah, that was the time. And finally, we have Aquarius. Aquarius, I see a city and there's this couple that is just passionately embracing, like they're celebrating their anniversary or something. And there's a big cloud over the city that's shaped like a heart. So Aquarius, the universe is supporting your love, whatever form that love takes. And that's it. That's everyone. Okay, that's actually quite delightful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sybil. And thank you again to our guest, the Snallygaster, who hopefully, after this podcast, won't be the only Snallygaster. Everybody, put out the word. We are going to find more Snallygasters for our dear friend. But just remember, Johan, no matter what, you're never alone. And hopefully other Snallygasters are not Gab Scrapless, because they're hard to find. Yes, yes, that's that makes so much sense. <sighs> thank you, listeners, and thank you again to our guest, Johan. Bye, everyone. The Gorgon Show, with me, Penny Cephalonia, is a proud member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. You can find us on Twitter at at Gorgon Show, or email us with questions and comments at gorgonshow at faustiannonsense.com. All music in The Gorgon Show is by TJ, the empathic vampire. You can find more of his work linked in the show notes. Sound editing is now done by Sir Kai, formerly of The Round Table. Thank you for listening to The Gorgon Show. Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. We at Faustian Nonsense would like to thank our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com slash faustiannonsense and hear me thanking you after our original episodes. Thank you to our patrons who are meeting us at the crossroads. Jules T., Parker, Alec LB, Anthony Ampersand, Jonathan E., David O., Joseph Z., Mark S., J.A.C., Greg C., K.S., and our newest patrons at this tier, Yoshiko A., and Shadow Reaper. And especially thank you to our patrons at the Pod's Best Friend tier, Emily C., Eben R.T., Guy Z., Probs Not Hawkeye, Jolene, and Trevor S. Thank you so much. Without you, this would not be possible.